Mitchell Tegan. Gilbert by two special guests, Matt Pickett, who's an attorney, co-host, who is a real estate, and then are joined again by Dwayne Gomez, who's to have the team, and of course, the good, the good, the Good, doing great. Yep, hanging in there, just getting ready for the uh, the real rush of the holiday season, man. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So since he was joining the Amish at kind of an advanced age, they let him do his room springer early. So he uh, he went out to a local all ages show. There was a girl band that really caught his attention. So he asked if he could actually like leave the Amish and join them. And they're like, I guess. I don't know. So he's playing tambourine with a girl band now touring the uh, the East Coast. I hope that sticks. I hope it's a good life path for, for him, you know, but uh, I think a high potential for for real, real satisfaction in, in life with that. <laughs> He's living the rock and roll life, man. More part him. Timber. Well, thanks for the McQuaid update. <laughs> that works out for you. Can't wait to hear where you are next week. All right, guys. Let's talk some Packers and Rams. You guys catch any of that game? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My man Kenny Clark put it down. Mm-hmm. Put, put it down, <laughs> didn't he? I, I, on my agenda, I talk defense and Kenny Clark, he was, he was good. He was he, real good. You can, tell, you can tell the guys that's trying to turn it up a notch to get to the playoffs, man. You can, it, it shows, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, some 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 people go a certain route or whatever, but once you start getting into that playoff mode, you got to start playing in a playoff mode. And to me, Kenny Clark was playing in a playoff mode to get there. Yeah, I also want to get your thoughts on Devontae Wyatt, uh, first-round pick of the Packers this past year with Quay Walker. And he had himself a nice game too in the middle. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know, you know what? It, it was a, it was it's your turn night. You know what I'm saying? Preston got him a couple sacks. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, and then you want to say, "What? Well, where you been, man? You know what I mean? Kind of like you know, but you know, it's 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 got. That's what I'm telling you, man. They showing up at the right time. I mean, even on offense with Watson and all these other guys, man. Everybody's showing up at the right time, and the big test is when they go down to Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely is. You know, the Rams lost one of their linemen early in the side. Fourteen different offensive linemen this year. Oof. And that's a line, you know, the Packers did what they were supposed to do. They took advantage of it. I hope that they would have. 
No, I think I think Miami's probably gonna be at full throttle. They're at home. They got the weather to their favor. And uh we just gotta go down there and play spoilers, man. Yeah, uh guys, I wanna get your thoughts on, on that. How are we gonna stop the wide receiver duo of Kyrie Hill? What do you think on that? Why don't we start with Shane? What do you think? Our secondary is definitely gonna have to step up and uh Razul Douglas and Jair they're definitely going to have to step up as well. I might I mean they're going to have to we're going to have to have a lot of our players are going to have to really have some uh games on Sunday. We're going to need definitely our defense. I mean both sides obviously show up, but definitely our defense definitely is going to have to show up on Sunday. And uh you know Keyshawn uh Nixon, that guy for the for for our, the for special teams, if our defense shows up and plays, and then our special teams on point like it's been, and we, obviously our offense is uh, coordinating. I think that uh, I think that we'll definitely be okay. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the thing that's working against the Dolphins right now is when teams play a really good tight press man against their uh, the receivers. And so I think if uh you know if Joe Burry works out a plan that that incorporates that and lets them do that you know which is kind of counter to a lot of how he seems to run the scheme, I think we could have some good success. Uh, I know we got the talent for it, so we just gotta you know do the thing that's gonna kind of mess up Tua because if his guys aren't going off like as fast as they can, if they're getting chipped, if they're getting slowed down, I think that's gonna work for us really really nicely. How about the master himself? Gilbert, what's your thought on the attacking that Miami dynamic duo? I mean, that's what really scares me. I think, I think, I think, I think our safety's got to play a big part of it, man. The help over the top is 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 going to be crucial. You know, I kind of, I, I would, I would love for them to lock up Jair with 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 uh, Tyreek Hill, put best on best with a little help over the top. You know what I'm saying? But it don't matter. If we're not getting to that quarterback, <clears throat> we got to touch that quarterback. D-line got to step up. It's, it, I always say it starts up front, big on big, uh, uh, getting pressure on that quarterback. You know, them 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 hits he's been taking, it, it's still in the back of his mind. We got to get, get that up. I ain't, I ain't saying go out hurting nobody. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting around and making him nervous. You know, making them do certain things that we need to do to win the game. And that's what we got to do. Defense got to show up. Yeah, I'm wondering. We talk, we mentioned Devontae Wyatt a little bit. And, you know, he really did some great playing time against the Rams. He has not been getting a whole lot of playing time. Do you think it is the opportunity now for Joe Barry to insert him into the lineup over Dean Lowry season salts. <laughs> you know, you know, I to, to be brutally honest with you, yes. Yes, he needs to. I mean, I mean, Dean Lowry is a guy, man, he he's one of those guys that he's gonna be around uh but and he's going to do this that he he's not good against the point of attack of a double team. You know what I mean? 
Um, he type of guy that he he'll knock down passes and different things. That's not what we need. We need pressure. We need big bodies getting to the quarterback. We need big bodies stopping the run. We don't need a guy that's gonna jump around and do all that stuff. And 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 the play speaks for itself. If you watch the tape, watch the tape. You you'll see who gets exposed and who exposed and who doesn't. And I'm saying, yeah, get that boy some more playing time so we can win some games. Yeah, and I don't mean to speak ill of Dean Lowry. He's been a good contributor to the Panthers for a long time. But, you know, it's do or die, right? You got you to put your best foot forward with the guys that are playing well, right? If that's a rookie, then it's a rookie. And, you know, I, I, I feel like they should have learned their lesson this year with, with how long they kept Amari Rogers as the pick returner <laughs> when all along they had Keyshawn Nixon ready to set some NFL records. Man, that guy quickly becoming one of my favorite cats. It's so electric watching him out there, the stuff that he's doing, and, and now knowing that there's the potential for him to just – Rip off a bunch of yards anytime he touches the ball. It's so much fun. He sound, he kind of his style reminds me of like kind of like a Desmond Howard. Uh, how he be running and like how like how he be switching up so quick. Even like when Desmond Howard ran that uh, the the one back in the Super Bowl, like just how he was like the speed that he has. But the Packers though too have we've won the last five of seven matchups and two straight in Miami. The last time that we beat Miami was November 11th of 2018 at Lambeau of 31-12. I didn't realize that we had such a streak of success against It makes me feel a little better. <laughs> but yeah, Gilbert, you talked about it last week, the differences and the similarities between Nixon and, and Desmond. We talked about how Desmond was more of a punt return specialist Keyshawn is returner, but they're both just explosive. The quick hits and everything like that. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add to the, to the Nixon phrase that we're heaping on here? Well, I mean, I mean, when when I see that cat, man, he he is a guy that uh, he sees the whole field. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of a lot of returners, they get the ball and they just take off and they're just trying to get into a hole or try to get find something. You can see his decision making every time he gets that ball in his hand. And 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 that's key, man, because that's what Desmond used to do. I mean, I mean, you, you look at it and you say, okay, he's going out and he's going to be a receiver. He's going to do this, that, or the other, blase, blase. But when he back there and kickoff form or punt return form or whatever, he's a totally different player. You see what I'm saying? And that's his, that's his element. That's his domain. And that's what he does. He just takes over when that ball touches his hand. There was an interesting bit of news that came out about Nixon uh, today. I don't know if you guys heard, or Gilbert, if you heard, but the Packers released Sammy Watkins yesterday. He was picked up by the Baltimore Ravens. And LaFleur was giving a press conference today, and he said that Keyshawn Nixon has been lobbying him to allow him to play slot. And he wasn't talking slot corner. 
Nixon wants to play slot wide receiver. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think it'd be a good move for him. I mean, I mean, what does Sammy Watkins do? Nothing. <laughs> Collect check. That's all he was doing was collecting check. That's why they got rid of him, man. I mean, I mean, but see, it goes back to day one when you get rid of Devontae Adams and you try to replace him. That wasn't the call. No. I mean, you you just know that. You know what I'm saying? So right now, you might as well try everything. Open up the kitchen sink, man. Put these guys out there. Let's see what they can do. So by come around next year, okay. I got my slot receiver. I got this. I got that. They worked out good in a fighting zone because we're trying to get in the playoffs. Everybody trying to show what they got. So put him out there. Let's see what he can do. If he wanted, if I was a coach and the kid kept asking me, I said, "Okay, get out there." Now, if you mess up, don't come. Don't don't say nothing else to me no more. <laughs> it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. Let's see what you can do. That's fair. I like. I agree. At this point in the season, what what do you what do you really have to lose? Now, the last thing I want to say about Nixon that he is a free agent at the end of the year, an unrestricted free agent, and if he is not a top one priority of the Green Bay Packers to re-sign, that entire front office needs a rehaul. <laughs> I've seen them mess up a lot of many things. I've seen them mess up a lot of many things, man. And and and, and some people will say, "Oh, he's just a special teams guy. He, he, why why are we gonna do this? That'll make you know." But some other team is gonna see that value, and they're gonna pump up that price. And sometimes they price them so high, man. It's it's hard to keep a guy. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully. As a player like I did, like I saw, the grass is not always green on the other side. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he came from the Raiders. He's a rich Versace guy. Hopefully, Versace is not lured away by another team as a potential head coach. I still can't believe the Raiders didn't retain him as their head coach. But, hey, thanks, Las Vegas. Raiders going to Raiders. <laughs> and I mean, that guy has brought such an excitement to Packers special teams that we have not had in 26 years. And I really hope that they can retain both him and Nixon as the kick returner because they got something special there. Any final thoughts, guys, on the Miami game? You know, now, now that we're talking about it, I really do want to see Keyshawn Nixon out there on offense and see what he can do. I mean, we might find that he's not just a special teams player, but that he's a special player, period. He's got juice. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of, God, of moxie. I think it's the best word I can think of. You know, the guy's got moxie. He's out there running like his hair is on fire every week. So <laughs> I want to see what he can do on offense. That's why we have Matt here for the I just think we have to really just step up and uh, all of us, everybody's got to show what they got. The rookies, the vets, everybody's really got to come and play on Sunday. 
and everybody's got to be on the same page. And I think as long as everybody does come to play, I think, honestly, I think we'll be a-okay. And definitely not let them get out at all. They cannot get out ahead of us at all at any level, especially in the beginning. We need to, we need to uh, make sure that we stay on top from start to finish. I want to see more from the rookie wide receiver duo we have of Dobbs and Watson. They played very well against the Rams, I thought. And mm-hmm. we're looking for mm-hmm. against Miami. It's just so cool seeing like how having a threat like Watson out there that people know is a real threat, how that opens other opens everything else up, you know, makes it easier for, for Dobbs to get the, the catches for, for, you know, um, for Randall Cobb to be out there catching stuff in the middle. So just having that, that speed element and somebody who's really a definite threat. It's so fun to see that. I think if Watson and Dobbs get Dobbs get, and, uh, uh, get involved right away, and they get explosive right away. Honestly, I don't think Miami really will have a chance at that point. If they connect and come out playing on fire, and Aaron Rodgers is on his game as well, I honestly I don't think Miami's really going to have it because we have something to prove. You know, they're they they got you know they're they're probably obviously going to make the playoffs stuff like that, but they uh they got you know we have obviously everything on the line, and that's why I think. I think we're going to be okay. It's just that we all got to definitely got to come and play. Yeah. With me personally, I I want us to establish that running game. I think we got to really establish that running game. And I want us to attack those two tight ends we got, Tunyon and Lewis, man. Lewis, yeah. I think if we get them to start hitting them seams, and getting in them getting in them cracks that's wide open for us to start pump hitting them tight ends, everything else will open up. Yeah. We need to we need to utilize everybody in that offense to get this game. I agree. No, most definitely. Everything up to and including the kitchen sink. All right. You know, uh, the this is going to be a good transition into our pickums because, you know, Packers need a lot of help to make the playoffs. But it all starts with winning out. They got to do their own. They got to do their own job first. And this game on Sunday is by far, in my opinion, the most difficult of their three remaining games because the last two games are at home and they are against division rivals. Got Minnesota and Detroit, but both at home. And I saw something where ESPN, like their prediction tool or whatever, is giving the Packers a 40% chance to beat Miami, a 58% chance to beat the Vikings, and a 63% chance to beat the Lions. So Hmm. just getting, getting this win... I feel, you know, every game is tough. But I think this is going to be the toughest one. Unless, of course, we get to week 18 and we got to play the Lions for the last wild, the last wild card spot. That could be fun. That could be fun. That's what I'm thinking it's going to come down to, man. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I'm thinking is gonna come down. And we owe and we owe them last two suckers. Yeah. We owe <laughs> we owe them. So I, anytime January, Lambeau Field, Cole, we got it. <laughs> I'll be at the last two games. Ooh, nice. Yeah. My son bought for Christmas. Great. Very exciting. You know, the season has not gone as we had hoped, but it sure is exciting for the now. Yep. Oh, yeah. Can't really really complain too much about it. Okay, so for our pick 'em, we are going to do something a little different. We usually go with the division games and, and things like that, but. For this one, I thought we would go with the games that are going to impact the Packers. Ooh. We need some teams to lose. So, of course, we're going to start Packers at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored right now by four and a half. And I am picking the Packers to win this game. Matt, how about you? Packers. I'm picking... Yeah, I'm, I'm going Packers. I mean, I'm an optimist, you know, eternally. And with all we've talked about today, you know, I think that they, they can handle it. I think they're going to rise to it. I, I got Packers all the way. I know Gilbert does. Gilbert will never pick against Packers. Ever. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 ain't never, I ain't never pick another team. <laughs> When, you know, we talked about going into this, we need a lot of help. And I was real nervous about this week. I'm like, man, I'm a little scared. But here's good news. One, the games that we need, the teams to lose, are on Saturday. So, you know, we'll go into Sunday with a pretty good idea of what we're looking at. And also, the teams that we need to lose this week, have some tough games. So here is our next one. The Commanders at the 49ers. We need the Commanders to lose. And the 49ers are favored by seven. And I don't know about you guys, but Brock Purdy sure looks purdy to me right now. <laughs> really well. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Purdy in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take Purdy. Take Purdy in the 49ers. I think that seven-point line is way too small. I think it's going to be a blowout, honestly. I mean, Commander's got some stuff going, but the 49ers look so good right now that they're they're going to hose them. I really am impressed with uh, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. <laughs> and just how they lost their quarterback both of them, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and have just not missed a beat. And I do think that that is going to be a team to reckon with in the playoffs once again. And I hope that we get to give them their comeuppance after last year. But they need to do us this favor first. <laughs> All right, the next one. The game, Giants at the Vikings. 
The Vikings are favored at home by three and a half. Now, guys, you don't know Gilbert as well as I do, to be honest. I just know him from our chats on here. But I can tell you this. There is no way that Gilbert Brown is going to pick the Vikings to win a game. They can be. They can have a spread of fifty points. I still wouldn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible, though. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I I believe the the Giants have potential to beat them. I do believe that. It's it's just obviously like any any other game, any other team. They really need. Obviously, they really need to show up and play, especially because, you know, it's that time of year. So, I mean, I believe it's. Uh, I'm definitely rolling with the Giants, though. And uh. You know, if they come up to show up, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, I think that line of three and a half is right on because I think it is going to come down to it being a home field advantage for the Vikings. I think if it were at the Giants, if they're playing out in Jersey, I think that would be the Giants game to win. Um, the Vikings, you know, that game that they had last weekend was crazy, but I think they've got enough to, to beat the Giants at home for sure. I'm, I, I don't like rooting for the Vikings by any stretch. They are my least favorite team. I'm just going to have to hold my nose and go with it, though. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm so mad at Jeff Saturday right now. I don't know mm, what to do. Mm. <laughs> he had it right in the palm of his hand. 33 so to 7. Mm. 33 to 7. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is run the clock. Just run the ball. Yep. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> interim head coach, man. Interim. Well, I don't know what Ursay was thinking. Who, pick, who picked that guy? Who picked that guy? Jim Ursay, Colton. This is why teams shouldn't have owners. Packers do it the right way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. We need the Seahawks to lose. You ready for the good news? They play at Kansas City with the Chiefs favored by nine. <laughs> That's all? <laughs> so I'm going yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with I'm going I'm going with my homie. <laughs> I'm going with the Chiefs. Definitely taking the Chiefs. It's we are it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Chiefs. Chiefs all day. Chiefs yeah. all day, man. Yeah. But see now, don't you guys feel a little bit better going into the weekend knowing that the teams that we need to lose actually have some pretty tough games this weekend? You know, I feel like mm-hmm. if we take care of business in Miami, we're gonna have another similar conversation next week about how good we're feeling going into the last two games. Because after Miami, we got Minnesota. Can't look too far ahead. So, but man, mm-hmm. sure I'm feeling good. sure I'm feeling good about the teams that we need to lose losing this weekend. All right. Who who, uh, who Detroit got this week? Oh, let me get that for you. Police pickup truck. Sorry, we're doing very important Hot Wheels work over here on my end. All right, the Detroit Lions. 
They, they, they got the Panthers. They got the Panthers coming up. Yeah. There's in, in Carolina. Because we, we need them to lose too, don't we? Well, yeah. But if they win out and we are like winning out and we face them last game of the season and we beat them, we will get in over them. It would be a lot easier if they lose. You know, that would be great. Yeah. But they, it all comes down to us beating them, too. They play the Bears the week after at home. <laughs> we, need to send, we need to send them Lions some kitty litter. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's going to be exciting. It's an exciting time to be a football fan. So stressful. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go into our next segment. It's Christmas week. Week of Christmas. Sunday is the big day. And big part of Christmas is the food. So we're going to start with our guest here, Dwayne. You give us your ideal Christmas Day or Christmas Eve menu. Like a traditional, uh, a traditional day menu for usually is is uh the ham, um, stuffing, a homemade stuffing, homemade gravy, homemade mashed potatoes. The ham's gonna probably have brown sugar, pineapples on it, pineapple corns probably. Um, it's it's gonna uh gonna have. Probably green bean casserole. Obviously, roll. You can never not have r- rolls. Some fluff. I don't know. A ba- that's really, to me, is a, is a pretty is a pretty basic, or even average. People can look at traditional, um, Christmas meal, especially for a lot of Wisconsinites coming out of Wisconsin. That was a big one. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I named is what I actually grew up on myself personally. But I mean, I know a lot of people that that have pretty much a similar until this day. They still have the similar uh, same stuff as even when we were younger. Um, but honestly, I also believe, though, now day and age, a lot of people are changing things up, though, you know, and a lot of people are either a going out to eat now nowadays to supper clubs buffets because you got a lot of these places that are you know you go pay forty bucks and you, you can have all you can eat and I mean they're having these huge buffets you know and it's it's people are eating it up otherwise you know they do other traditions they just change up the tradition at home I, I mean especially like this year I've noticed a lot of people change stuff up and. Uh, you know, me specifically, if I'm cook, if I'm really the one cooking though, it's definitely going to be a ham. I'm not, I'm not too big on turkey. I mean, I, it's not, I'm not saying I don't like it. It's just that I'm not too big on it, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I eat it, it. It's cooked at the table, but it's just Robin, 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 Dwayne, Dwayne. <laughs> Has been hanging around with you and Mac too damn long. Too damn long. 
<laughs> you must love turkey. For Mac and me, whenever I have a horrible food. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, like I say, now, uh, we we usually run back what we did for Thanksgiving, you know, for Christmas, Christmas. you know, turkey, ham. But last couple of years here lately, I've been I've been doing a, a prime rib. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Get your nice prime rib and 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 uh, put it in that oven for four or five hours and. You ain't got to cook no turkey and ham and all that stuff, even though that's sacrilegious in my house, you know. <laughs> you can't have turkey without ham, or you can't have ham without turkey. That's period. Now, you you bums, y'all like to do it all with the rolls and all that stuff. <laughs> but like, like I say, last couple of years, I've just been doing a a, a prime rib, man. Uh, try, to, try to make sure I got a seven boner, you know, seven bones in there, because I got, I got some... I got some beef eaters at my house, man. So, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. What about you, Matt? What's your uh, typical Christmas menu? Yeah, so uh, here in Cincinnati, um, this is where my wife is from, and so all of her extended family is here. So the um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day thing is always that Christmas Eve is a huge party at one of our uncle's houses. And uh, everyone comes, you know, in a suit. Um, comes, you know, ready to, uh, to, to drink a lot and eat a lot. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. They get fancy for this stuff, man. And then uh, a suit. Yeah. I'll be putting on my suit for that. I got one suit that fits me still. It's (laughs) only one. It's my Christmas suit now. So then on Christmas day though, on Christmas day, it's a much more like informal thing at a different uncle's house in the same side of the family. And they do uh, scotch and cigars and just kind of like bring some leftovers and just kind of have a, a much more laid back time. So I guess for me at this point, I would say that, you know, the, the meals for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, it's 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 about the party atmosphere. It's like the food is kind of secondary because you're just there with the people and the little kids are opening some presents from the grandma and, and you know, running around acting crazy. Um, it's a good time. So I, I like ham sandwiches is what i'm imagining you know like whatever kind of like spread the uh, the host put out so so like <laughs> so there's i'm watching gilbert brown shake his head in dismay um no because it's, it's more about like the event than it is because it's not a sit down thing really you know because everyone's just kind of there and grabbing food as they're hungry and kind of like snacking and picking and stuff like that so um that's definitely not what it was for me growing up you know growing up in wisconsin it was uh it was a it was a beef holiday my mom would always make a, a nice uh roast i'm trying to think what it was exactly it was maybe it was maybe prime rib actually i don't remember some kind of some kind of steak some kind of something like that some roast beef i guess whatever it was but uh but i i like the i like that party atmosphere that that i've gotten used to down here for for the christmas holidays well i'm gonna apologize to gilbert brown my family right now we do things little bit on our on our own go off on our own little thing we enjoy pizza on christmas eve we get a good old from i'm not going to mention it because Dwayne and gilbert yelled at me the last time for talking about my received area restaurants too much there's a wonderful place we get a take and bake from and we have our pizza on christmas eve and then on Christmas Day, we just 
do whatever we want for food or whatever we feel like. We stock up with enough groceries and everything to, you know, see how we feel. Maybe we want to have breakfast all day. Maybe we do breakfast foods all day. Maybe we want to, you know, have some burgers or, or ham or whatever. Maybe we'll get crazy and eat cereal. I don't know. <laughs> when I was a kid, still around, and my cousins and I were still young, we would do a round robin because my aunts and uncles all lived in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee area. And so we would go from one house to another for a different stage of the meal process. There would be appetizers at one house, there would be the main course at another house, which I don't really remember what it was. It wasn't very memorable. To me, I remember the family. I also remember not really liking all that. <laughs> at a different house, drinks at another one. That was our fun family tradition way back in the day. You know, he's shaking his head at me, but Gilbert Brown is still on, and that's a lot better than I thought of at the end of it. I mean, I mean from, from cereal to ham to putting on a suit. I ain't never heard, I ain't, I ain't never heard this before. I, I mean, Matt, if I come to your house with a suit on and I'd have just ate, I'm going to blow that suit up. I'm going to blow it up, dog. I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to blow it up from the seat of the pants to the to the buttons on my shirt. Ain't well, no is, way. That is definitely a night where, like, walking out of the, the, the house, walking to the party, it's like, I am going to just undo my belt for the drive home, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, really undo your belt and your shirt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what you do, Matt, because when I am sitting around on Christmas Eve in my pajama pants, I'm going to think of you and... Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, boy. I'd have heard it all. I'd have heard it all. <laughs> I got Beat your favorite uh, teammate today, Gilbert. Who was that? Leroy Butler. Oh, Elroy. Yeah. He has some good stuff to say about you. Oh, yeah. I love me some man. What was he, what was he talking about? Macaroni and cheese again? Yes, he was. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> <laughs> no, he mentioned yet, too, because of the. I just brought it up because he was just talking about the holidays stuff, too, and like, you know, the locker room and stuff like that. He was giving us a history, obviously, history night, but. You know, but he was talking about, as you mentioned before, it was kind of funny because about you, you mentioned the last time I was on about the cologne. He told us about the cologne, how he's like, well, one thing he used to get so irritated about with me was that damn cologne. <laughs> I was, yeah, he, he's still in my Michael Jordan, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Gilbert, thank you for staying with us through that. I was worried. I was worried that I, we were going to scare you away. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very painful. It was very <laughs> painful. And if you had left, I was going to blame Matt for his suit uh, thing. But, you know, that's, uh, whew, dodged a bullet. All right, guys. Gilbert's going to put us through the ringer now. Time to go six feet under with the grave digger. 
I'd like to say we ready, but honestly, I don't know. <laughs> nah, you know, I, I, I ain't going to put it on you too hard, man, because it's kind of like your choice. You know what I'm saying? So let's say let's say you somewhere, and they're going to give you a mountain to carve out five figures on that mountain. Okay? From any era, from any position, give me your top five. With the honorable mention, top five all-time football players. All-time top five. Any position, any player. This would be the part where Mac would be Googling. <laughs> and Matt, Matt, they will not have a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> Do either one of you guys want to go first, or you want me to take this bullet for you while you think? I mean, it's it's really hard because there's there's no parameters. It's just like any football player, and so it's like it was any like any football player from any era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from any era, the whole history of football. I mean, we're talking over yeah. 100 years and teams and people who made impacts it's really hard um I, i'll try to talk my way through it i guess um when you, you gotta have you gotta have lombardi up there the trophy's named after him he's gotta be up there you know so if we're talking coaches and players right um nope 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 no just players just players oh no oh just no players. Gilbert making it really hard, man. Okay. All right. See Matt Matt trying to change my whole no man <laughs> players man players all right all right all right, well, I think I'll okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say I'll, I'll start. Um, one of my, well, definitely one of my all-time favorites is uh is is, is 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 really actually you, Gilbert. To be honest, I'm just being honest. You, you're definitely one of my fa- you've always been one of my favorites. I've been following you for a long time. Um, um, but you're you're definitely one of them. But uh, Reggie White is another one. Uh, Leroy Butler. Uh, Thurman Thomas, actually, I know, obviously, ain't a Packer, but I know it's not. You said any era, any player, but Thurman Thomas, any era, any player, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I was a big time Thurman Thomas fan. Uh, I definitely uh liked him, uh, big time. And this one, uh, another one that I actually was a big fan of too, um, was uh, uh I like uh, J- uh, Jim Kelly. Um, I was a big fan of Jim Kelly. I, I liked him. Uh, I watched him pretty tough too over the years. Uh. And stuff like that, but that's definitely uh, my, uh, my five right there. Don't forget your honorable mention now. Audible mention. And my audible mention. See, that's where it's gonna be tricky. But honestly, though, I would have to go. Man, see, that's where it's gonna get tricky. Audible mention here. See, I would have to, I would have to go with, uh, I mean, it's way back, it's way back there, but I would have to also go with uh, Ray Nitschke. He's another, he's, uh, he's always been a, uh, he's been a, one of my uh, all-time favorites as well. Obviously, we have a bridge here that's named after him here in Green Bay as well. Um, drive over it, obviously, every single day. Um, but yeah, he'd have to be my audible uh, mention though. 
I got, I got a clarifying question for you, Gilbert. Are we talking about like just the five for us personally with our experience with football or like who should be the actual five on there <clears throat> just based on them being the, the, the most important or best football players? How, how are you looking at this? <laughs> <laughs> Matt go, Matt go analyze and critique and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain it to you again. I, <laughs> They gave you a mountain. <laughs> they gave me a mountain. They gave you a mountain. Now they <laughs> said you can get to put any five, any era, <laughs> any time football players that you should that you want to put on that mountain. Right on. Okay. All right. So this is this is Matt's mountain. Matt's <laughs> top go. five with one backup when all else fails. All right. Well, in that case, this is a since it's a it's a personal mountain. I, I'm not going to worry about like what the uh, what the haters would say about who I pick. I'm going to say this is for me. The first person I'm going to put up there is definitely Reggie White. I mean, there's I think like there's no two ways about that. What he did to uh, revitalize the franchise, what he did to like bring more people to the Packers and make them relevant again. He's the first one on there with no further thought for sure. Reggie White, top of the mountain. Biggest face. So got that for sure. Um, I would say now going into the, the emphasizing this is personal. I'm going to put Don Mikowski up there and let me explain why. When I was a little kid growing up, Packers were not very good. You know, back in the eighties, I watched with my dad a lot and, um, you know, wasn't super into it, but like the, the game, the, like the time when it started to become more exciting and interesting and, uh, he was kind of a transitional figure in a lot of ways. You know, it was Don Mikowski starting to, to make some noise out there, starting to do some really cool stuff that was exciting to watch. And it was fun to watch the Packers again all of a sudden. I shouldn't say even again, but it finally was. And, of course, that was transitioning then into when they really got hot with Reggie White, with Brett Favre, and so on, and everyone else was amazing. And everyone else was amazing, Gilbert Brown. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to put Mikowski up there. Um, can't not put Favre. Well, no, you can. You cannot put him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk that right back real fast because his his stuff lately, man. Nope, nope. He's not getting up there. Um, but I will then again personally. I want to put Eddie Lacy up there. For me, Eddie Lacy is somebody who got me really excited about like watching the Packers again because I'd kind of wasn't as like as intently watching them through all of college. I'd like check out the some of the stuff. You know, of course, when they're in the Super Bowl, that was that was when I was in college. Um, in uh, I was in the, in the late '90s. But, um, man, Eddie Lacy, I love that guy. He's a good dude. He's a good player. He's super exciting to watch. So, so far, what I got, Mikowski, I've got Reggie White, I've got Eddie Lacy. Got to put Aaron Rodgers up there for sure. Um, recency bias, I'm going to put Christian Watson up there because right now, man, he's got my heart. He's my favorite current Packers player. So um, I know it's, like, way premature to, like, be chiseling his face into, into a mountain, but right now, that's where my heart's at. And for a for a backup, for a backup, it's gotta be Randall Cobb, man. Randall Cobb is just so dependable, such a such a high character guy, so important to to so many of the amazing victories that the that the Packers have had in the last you know what eight or nine or ten years, however long. So, um, how do you not love Randall Cobb? He's gonna go up there. He's got Cobb. It's Randall Cobb again. <laughs> Okay. Those are good lists, guys. Great list. All right, Gilbert. 
They gave me a mountain. I get to choose five football players and one honorable mention to immortalize up there forever. I'm going to go a little different route from these guys. A little bit less Packers-centered. There will be Packers on there because you can't tell the story of the NFL without the Packers. Right. I'm also going to branch out a little bit to some players that I think are very important to the history of football. I'm going to start out with the individual that I think is the greatest all-around football player of all time. That's John Hudson. Mm. I think that he is the greatest football player of all time. He revitalized, revolutionized, reinvented, re-whatever-you-want the wide receiver position. 99 career touchdowns as a receiver. And he led the NFL in interceptions twice as a defensive back. I don't know how you don't. So I'm going to start start out with John Hunt. He's the greatest football player of all time. Just happened to play for the Green Bay Packers. What a happy accident that was. Happy accident. Then I'm going to go with Reggie White, who I think is the best defensive player of all time. Can't go wrong with Reggie. He's going up there. Then, also important to the history of the NFL, is the Vince Lombardi era. And so I'm going to take the leader of that team, Mr. Bart Starr, and put him up there, the original multi-championship quarterback who won five in seven years. And as much as we want to talk about Tom Brady winning more championships, he never won five in seven. That's only Bart Starr going with, with him. And now I'm going to branch outside of the Packers, and I'm going to give my fourth spot to Walter Payton, who might be one of the finest human beings ever to play in the NFL. It's not his fault he was drafted by the Bears. We can't hold that against him. We'll forgive him. He was a great player. We'll forgive him. He's a great player. He was, even, he was an even better human being. He's going up there for me. Then I'm going to go with Jerry Wright. Who I think that beside Don Hudson, one of the best wide receivers of all time, it's hard to say, you know, how the wide receiver position would be where it is today without him. I think that he revolutionized the position in the same way that Don Hudson did. Very, very exciting stuff. And then for my final honorable mention. When all else fails, can't go anyone else. I need someone to save my mountain and get it to where all the tourists will pay to come and see it. I'm going to put up Tom Brady. Big N. Man. You don't want to, but Gilbert, you can't. With it. I gotta tell the story of the NFL, and you can't tell the story of the NFL without Tom Brady. I wish you could, but you can't. 
Oh. Make sure you put that deflated football in his hand when you. <laughs> but here's the thing, Gilbert. The great thing yes. about it is that as he gets plastic, more plastic surgery, I can keep changing the mouth. Eventually, <laughs> it's just going to look like a tennis. <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. All right. I mean, let me set let, let me set y'all up to my mountain. Now you you going down a windy road. You going down a windy road. You go down the dip, and as you come up, and you see this big ass mountain. Now, on the left side of the mountain, you got the greatest defensive end that ever put his hand in the dirt. You know who that is. That's Mr. White, Reggie White. Mm-hmm. Far. Left, far right. I got another bad something. Lawrence Taylor. He's far right. Okay. In the middle. In the middle. I got Jerry Kramer. Oh. So far left, you got Reggie White. Far right, you got Lawrence Taylor. Slap dab in the middle, you got Jay Kramer. That man got so much fortitude. I, 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 like I said, he ever come to town, I don't care what I'm doing. I go see him. Just sit down and listen. Just the the tradition. He just tradition come out of his mouth every time he speaks. You know. Now on the either side of Jay Kramer, let's go left side. I got my man Barry Sanders. Pure speed, agility, cat-like, just Barry Sanders, period. On the other side of Jerry Kramer, I got my man number 29, Eric Dickerson. The Kazale. Just, just, oh, 6'2. Just, just, just big and powerful. You know what I'm saying? Now, when all fails, all fails, let's say everybody got hurt, somebody fell out and scraped their knee or whatever, I got Deacon Jones on that on that list. I got to have me some Deacon, the, the inventor of the head slap. I'm going to slap taste out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that's that's old school. That's old school, man. When you just sit up there and they they got the music and and, and they come out, Deacon hit you with that head slap and and the offensive lineman go silly. Oh, oh, <laughs> he got to be on my mouth. Sorry. Nice list, Gilbert. Good list. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-mm. That was a fun one. I didn't. There wasn't like too much. Too much crossover, and I feel like the one guy that was repeated on all four is the one guy who deserves to be repeated on everybody's mountain, Mr. Reggie White. Are they right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, just, he just, and what was crazy, like I tell everybody, he just had a, he just had a birthday, and if you look at our defensive line, Santana had a birthday, same day. Reggie White had a birthday. Same day. 
Sean Jones had a birthday, same day, all on the 19th. Hmm. What about the 19th? 19th yeah, and then, I, and then I'm like, how come I ain't get on that list? I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, guys, this has been fun. Pepsi car. That's right. It's fun. It's been a Pepsi car. <laughs> what is that? Pepsi car. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're at, we're feeling better over here, though. We're very good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Sure. But hey, you know what? It's been fun. This is our last recording before Christmas, and I hope that all of you have a very very good Christmas and however way you would you decide to celebrate it. And well, we know everything... we know what Matt's gonna be doing. <laughs> He'll be wearing a suit. <laughs> a suit for Christmas Eve. That's right. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Please take pictures. Please take pictures. Ooh, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely. It's Merry Christmas. Thank you yes. for having me again. Pleasure having you. Pleasure having you. Merry Christmas well, to you guys too. Merry Christmas. And 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 the only person I know that's gonna get a lump of coal is Mac because he ain't here. That's right. <laughs> gonna put an extra tambourine. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You all out there have a Merry Christmas, too. And we will talk to you next week. All right.